Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. have Elijah Evans here with us, does a lot of writing for us, does social media for us, and is our White Sox homer slash cover reporter, whatever you want to call it. He writes up all the White Sox content. He wrote up the season preview on the White Sox. And we're going to discuss today White Sox versus Guardians, who's better. I did Guardians versus Twins last week. Came away saying, wow, this Guardians team is pretty well-rounded. So I think they're the clear-cut winner in this division. We're going to get right into it by looking at these starting lineups. And if you are a White Sox fan like yourself, what you're going to tell me is, look, if Eloy Jimenez is healthy, if Robert is healthy. If, 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 and if yep. let's look back at 2021 and say this lineup could actually come together and be pretty awesome this year. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit it on the nail already, Ryan, the, the biggest thing with the Sox. I mean, I, I can acknowledge this and, you know, as you said, right now, the guardians are the favorite in this division. I, I think if you're a White Sox fan or a twins fan, and you're telling yourself otherwise, you're probably being a little bit too optimistic, but as you said, the White Sox lineup, could be really good i mean there's a lot of stuff there it's just a matter of getting people on the field you look at tim anderson yoan Moncada, eloy jimenez and luis robert all four of those guys have not had a healthy season in pretty much their career i mean tim anderson did in the very beginning of his career but that was really before he was his full self um and you know you look at Moncada, who had an amazing year in 2019 but has had three straight really up and down seasons here and there. Um, and those guys are all really talented. I mean, they were all really high regarded prospects and, you know, Eloy and Luis have come up more recently and have shown the ability to be star level players. And it's just, it's just a matter of staying on the field and you look at the lineup top to bottom and there, there really isn't a hole. And one of the biggest impacts in addition to a lot of the veterans that have been around and need to stay healthy could be Oscar Colas. Um, who's the White Sox number two ranked prospect on JustBaseball.com, um, and is just a physical specimen. Um, I got to see him in spring training, and he he's really good. He's hitting over 400 right now in spring training. He's flashing the weather on defense. He has some weirdly plus speed for a guy who's as big as him, and you know he he could be a huge addition to this lineup. But at the end of the day, it, it's health. It does come down to health for the White Sox lineup. The one thing, too, I like about the White Sox, what they did this offseason, adding Andrew Benintendi and Elvis yes. Andres back, to me, sometimes, you know, we get very caught up in the money ball of, you know, what's a walk and a walk and a hit. You know, it's the same thing. And then you watch baseball games, and guess what? When there's a runner on second base, uh, that hit is pretty valuable. I like yeah. having two guys with Benintendi and Andres that with a lineup with so many question marks, a lot of guys that have high upside, but so many guys that you're not sure about staying on the field, you feel pretty right. confident that you're going to get 150 games out of those guys and they're going to hit, you know, over 270. 100%. 100%. That's exactly where I was going next. I mean, Andres has been around for a long time, Benintendi, not quite as much, but those are their contact guys. They're veterans. They put together of like proper approaches and good at bats on a regular basis. There's a lot of guys in the lineup for the Sox when even when they're on the field, they struggle to put together the most consistent at bats. The plate approach isn't 100% there, and a lot of them tried to do too much, and that was a big thing last year with a lot of the guys in the team just didn't look like they were really getting good at bats in a lot of the time. And, you know, Andrews and Benintendi, I think Benintendi is probably going to be hitting two or three for the White Sox as opposed to Andrews, who's going to be slotted into the nine hole likely. Um, but that that's two guys on both ends of your lineup who are going to give you consistent veteran at bats and get on base regularly, which, which should be huge for the lineup. And, you know, it's, 
it's it's a good lineup. I, I really do believe that. And you know, we saw we saw a lot of it in 2021. And what's interesting when you compare these two lineups is they're not that different from where they were in 2021 when the White Sox were substantively better than the Guardians. And then last year when the Guardians were a lot better than the White Sox. So it's it's a lot of give and take, and it is really going to come down to health. But unfortunately, the White Sox lineup just hasn't been able to stay healthy over the last few seasons. They haven't, and you know, they have the more questions, but yeah. You know, if Andres Jimenez isn't a six-win player again, which I think we're all just kind of setting in stone that he will be, and look, I believe in Andres Jimenez more than anyone. I was telling people when the yeah. Mets made that trade with the Guardians that right. Jimenez was the guy that uh, is going to make that trade for Cleveland. I still don't know if he's going to be that good again. You know, and yeah. so I think that that's kind of the thing. But you do look at a Guardians lineup that, for one, you know, flatly has the best player between these two teams. Jose yes. Ramirez is without a doubt yeah. like yes if robert hits his top end of of, sure. of outcomes but he's still not even ramirez at his top end so probably not he's probably not, not. Yeah, so not. you know when you have him when you add in josh bell like to me it's what what they did by adding bell is it's like either him or naylor is going to have a good year i don't know who's going to have the good year but one of them is probably going to have a good year which means that there's going to be someone that's hitting behind j-ram that's going to bring some protection right. this year um, you know, Naylor was that guy last year. It very well could be Bell. And if both of them end up hitting, well, now their lineup is really cooking. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I think that the Guardians maybe have a higher floor as a lineup, I think. Um, and I think the White Sox, if everything was to break right, it's the higher ceiling. Yeah, uh, one one last guy, since, since you're you're into the, the White Sox, you know, what are you expecting from Andrew Vaughn now that they've moved on yeah. from Abreu? Because that was a that's a big thing that we haven't talked about. Their best player no longer here, uh, yeah. and it's to clear a big glut they had when it comes to their their you know position players. Right, I think I think that changes a lot for the White Sox. Um, Vaughn is a really really capable hitter. I mean, we saw it. He was one of the best hitters in all of college for multiple years, and then continued to. He didn't even have a minor league season in 2020, and has already made an impact. I mean, he led the White Sox in home runs last year in a season where the offense really struggled. Vaughn was already one of the best hitters in the lineup last year. And what you saw with Vaughn at the end of the season is his hitting started to take a downspin at the end of the year because his body was falling apart. He was an infielder who has a lot of limited mobility playing the outfield all season in a combination of left and right field for the last year and a half straight because of injuries. And the combination of Abreu and injuries and other guys into DH because they were coming off of injuries. Yeah, he has Monty Grandal DH starts last year and so did Eloy. And it's just been a mess for him. And he he was actually, I want to say he was second on the team in OPS last year behind Abreu all the way up until the beginning of September. So he was he was one of the best hitters on the team all the way up until the last about month and a half in the season where you saw a huge drop in his production, but in large part, in my opinion, because his body was struggling in the outfield. So I expect Vaughn to really take another step this year. He had 17 home runs last year. I, I think he's a guy who he's not really just a power first first baseman either. He hits for a lot of average. He hits a lot of hard hit line drives. I think he's a guy who we could see hitting, you know, 280 with 25 homers this year and possibly upwards. I mean, he, he has one of the highest four or highest ceilings as a pure hitter on this team. So I think as much as it does hurt to lose a Brayu and that definitely changes things, Vaughn will take another step and then adding Colos into the lineup in the spot that Vaughn used to play, having a guy who's familiar in the outfield and a good defender, as well as a, you know, obviously rookies take some time to adjust, but another really, really high ceiling bat could end up being really good for this team. And I think, the lack of a Abreu is also going to put some other guys into a position where they know they have to step up and really lead this lineup. 
Yeah, I mean the White Sox, you know, it it changes kind of the window that you're looking at a little bit. Obviously, they still want to win now, but you know, for the yeah. future of your franchise, you got to figure out if Vaughn's the answer at first base yeah. long term because that's also a guy that you might be able to sign to one of those extensions that the White Sox tend 100%. to sign their players to, where they can lock them up and and really really extend that window out. Yeah, look- and then. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no ahead. I was going to say when you when you look on the flip side, there is also some guys with the Guardians who are who are coming up and going to make an impact, too. So that's another reason why the Guardians lineup It has that floor of safety with guys like Naylor and J-Ram and Bell. But then they also have some really, really young, talented players coming up and Oscar Gonzalez and George Valera. So they've got they've got some hitters that are coming up along the way that are going to add to their ceiling as well which definitely, in my opinion, as of right now, puts them in a better spot than the White Sox lineup-wise. But again, it all it all comes down to if the White Sox star players can stay healthy and produce the level they've been expected to. I think it, it comes down to that, and I also think that there is a world where you look at the White Sox rotation, and if yes. I think the big the, the two guys that I'm, I'm really looking at is Giolito and Kopech, like, what are they getting from them? We know Dylan Cease is awesome. We know on the Guardian side that Shane Bieber is awesome. And we believe that Tristan McKenzie is as well. You know, who is that number two? Like Lance Lynn, I think you feel pretty confident that you're going to get right. good production from him. I'm curious on the White Sox end, what do they get? Because I can make an argument that it's the exact same conversation we just had yep. on the lineup where the ceiling of the White Sox rotation is better, but the floor of what the Guardians have is a little bit higher. I think you're exactly right. And that, that really is the tale of these two teams. I think coming in, the Guardians have a safer situation. You've got Bieber, you've got McKenzie and Quantrill, who were both very solid last year. And then you've got two veterans in Swally and Plesak, who aren't going to wow you. They probably aren't going to be excellent star pitchers at any point in their career, but they're both solid fours and five, and you know what you're going to get from them for the most part. With the White Sox, as you said, I, I trust Dylan Cease. I think he matches up with Shane Bieber. I mean, both teams have a guy that is a certified young ace to go forward with. Lance Lynn, I think, is going to give you, as you said, he's going to give you innings. He's going to be solid. I don't think he's an ace, but he's a he's a quality two, three veteran guy. And it comes down to Giolito and Kopech. That's exactly right. And on top of that is Clevenger, too. I mean, there's three guys with a huge range of volatility in this rotation. Because with Kopech, I mean, you've seen we we've seen the elements of Kopech being a really good pitcher. It's just last year was his first year fully healthy, adjusting to a starting role. He was limited on innings. He had a few blow-up starts where he just lost his command. And generally, that's his biggest issue is limiting his walks and getting stuff in the zone. But he says he's ready for a full workload. He's looked really good in spring training. And his ceiling is by far, I wrote about this in my Sox preview, his ceiling is by far the number two on this team. Giolito, Lynn, and Clevenger, they can be good. Nobody on this team has near the ceiling, aside from C's, obviously. Nobody else has near the ceiling of Kopech. He has the ability to be really good. He just has to stay on the field, and he has to really hone in on that command because it can get really wavering at times. But his stuff is really good. He's adjusted kind of the way he pitches. He used to be more of the high velo guy, and now he's kind of settled in to more of a, a controlled role and more you know, working on his off-speed and location more. And he could be really good. And then you look at a guy like Giolito who – you know, was great for three straight years. Giolito was the best pitcher on the White Sox without even some any question from 2019 all the way to 2021. And then he just totally lost it last year. There was some underlying stuff that you could see was kind of indicating he could struggle at some point after a few really good years. Um, but he he just lost it last year. I mean, he really did. He couldn't he couldn't hit his spots. He was hanging his changeup. His changeup is his bread and butter pitch. I mean, that's what Giolito dies on. 
and he could not locate it last year. He just, his fastball velo was down. There was just a lot of stuff that did not go well for him. Basically everything that could go wrong went wrong for him, but I think he's better than that. I don't, I don't think he's an ace, but again, he doesn't have to be the ace anymore. Like he used to be, we have a Dylan Cease now. So when you look at Giolito, if he can get back into a role where he can really work that change up and be a solid middle of the rotation guy with a, you know, a, a mid to high threes rotation, an ERA type of guy, that would change the entire dynamic of this rotation. Because last year you had Kopech in and out of the rotation with injuries and limit inning restriction and stuff all year. And then you had Giolito being one of the worst pitchers in baseball for most of last year, for a large part of last year. So if those two guys can get, back to or reach what we think they can it's a really good rotation that definitely can be better than the guardians in my opinion i think that's you know really where you could see the white Sox kind of i don't know if i'd say run away with the division but if they are getting you know quality production from four of their five starters um and you know really high-end production because i mean i think you could live in a world where giolito becomes something close to what he was kopech arrives Lynn is having one of those seasons where you're like, why does Lance Lynn have a two, eight ERA? It's insane. And Dylan sees is the Cy Young, which I think uh, of any one of these two teams, if I had a bet on sees McKenzie or Bieber to win the Cy Young, I think I put my money on sees. I have, (laughs) if you have, I'm sure you have Uh, just like I put some money on Verlander. Uh, You know, I, I think that that's where if this rotation can, can be that good and you can get, you know, yeah. a team that's more cohesive offensively, that's where the White Sox can can surprise this year. With the Guardians, sure. it's the fact that they always seem to find a way to put together a pretty competent rotation. They have Definitely. two starters that you love. They always have an amazing bullpen, and they return a lot of guys that put up, yeah. like, the amount of guys where, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not watching the, the AL Central much. So yeah. a lot of these names, I'm like, James Karinchek, who's this guy? I probably pronounced his name wrong for all I know, but his stats are ridiculous. Trevor Steven, yeah. the stats are ridiculous. Like up and down the, the line, and they have Emmanuel Classe, who's now that Diaz is out, are we calling him the best reliever in baseball? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, I mean, you look at you look at their bullpen and it's it's nine deep right now. I I can I can look at the depth star right now and see nine guys in their bullpen that I would trust in like most situations. I mean, which is crazy. And most teams don't have the luxury to say that. I think you can look at the Mariners and maybe the Dodgers consistently. And there's a few other teams, but there's really not many teams bullpens that stack up with the guardians right now. And you've got a guy like class a locking it down. You've just got ridiculous amount of not only good, but young relief pitchers. I mean, you look at, yeah, Trevor Steffen, Sam Hentages, Hentges, I don't even know exactly how to say it. I mean, as you said, Eli Morgan, Karen Check, Nick Sandlin, Cody Morris is a young arm who's been coming up and making an impact. I mean, they've got just tons of arms to throw out there. And a lot of them are versatile. They can hit different situations. It's a really safe bullpen. And it gives them the luxury of not having to put that that much pressure on a Savale or a Plesak in their starts because you know – Worst case scenario, if your back end of your rotation hits a lower, is a little bit worse than you expect, you've got nine guys to run out there. If you tell Savali to go get five innings, you've got four guys that can go an inning each to finish out the game and really trust them to finish out the game. So the bullpen is really good. And when you flip it to the other side, it's the White Sox have, I mean, again, it's almost the same story. I feel like this entire thing is the same exact story, a way lower floor with the White Sox, but the White Sox have probably their two best relievers starting the season on the ILs. 
So you've got Liam Hendricks, who's working, who's recovering from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So that is obviously the focus for him. But, you know, Liam Hendricks is one of the best competitors in our game. And everybody knows that. I, I don't see any way he's not making his way back to the field this year. He's such a fighter. And he, he said, I mean, Lance Lynn said the other day that Liam wants to come back in May. And the team keeps telling him to slow down and chill because he's still getting treatment right now. And it's like, dude, you're getting treatment in the end of March. You should not be thinking about playing in May. But that's Liam Hendricks, right? And then you've got Garrett Crochet, who's one of the top, you know, he was a, he was a first round pick a few years ago and, you know, was, hopes to be a starter one day, but right now he's a reliever that can throw hundred miles per hour coming off of Tommy John, of course, which is an issue, but you know, if he comes back healthy, that really elevates the White Sox bullpen. But on, on the flip side, I mean, the guardians, you really can't go wrong with their bullpen. So. I think ultimately when you look at kind of the floor we were discussing on the rotation yeah. um, in the lineup, the the bullpen that you know could be up there with any bullpen in baseball and then you have a manager that's one of the best in the game with tito you just feel good about the guardians as a regular season team Uh, right but the white Sox were the team in 2021 and they were the team going to 2022 yeah not too far removed from that and exactly it's not like the guardians are even though they've probably had maybe kind of better runs in the playoffs than the other right. teams in this division it's not like they're winning it every single year you know right and you i mean that's exactly right and that's baseball right i mean last year if you ask somebody this exact same time last year the white Sox were projected to win the division by 10 plus games by most people i mean i, I went on record last year and said the white Sox were going to walk away with the division last year because on paper last year, coming off of 2021, they were the much better team. On paper right now, the Guardians are the much better team coming into 2023. But but that's paper, right? I mean, it's baseball. You, you really never know what's going to happen. And when you have as much talent on both of these sides, anything can happen. I mean, the White Sox could I, – I could very easily see the White Sox getting back into a rhythm from 2021 with new coaching, with new energy, and getting back to being a 90-plus win team and winning this division. Can I also see the White Sox doing exactly what they did last year and falling flat on their face and being an average team at the best? Yeah, I can. So there's a there's a lot of, of range of outcomes, especially in a division like this, where you have three teams that are all very different. I mean, these, these teams are really, really different types of teams and they play a different way. But I think I think there's a lot that could happen. The Guardians are the favorite and should be the favorite. But there, there's some there's some room for things to happen depending on health and the development of some young players, especially. You know, when we look at kind of the landscape of Major League Baseball, as it typically is, but particularly right now, a lot of the power has shifted out to the coasts. You know, you, you yeah. look at the Dodgers and the Padres in the NL West and, you know, the, yeah. the AOS, the Astros and the Mariners seem to be really hot teams. The Easts on both sides are ridiculous with the Phillies, yep. the Braves, the Mets. Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, and you know whatever's happening with the Baltimore Orioles and the Red Sox. Yeah. When we look at the two central divisions, though, I am a lot more compelled by Guardians, Twins, White Sox than I am of just Cardinals, Brewers, and are the Cubs going to do something? You know that yeah. that yeah. to me that seems more kind of slam dunk that the Cardinals are going to run away with that one. Um, whereas, like it was last year, it feels like this is going to be a, a division where in May, we're going to look up and be like, oh, the Guardians have it. Then we're going to look up in July and be like, oh, it's the White Sox division. And then in August. I mean, and- you got to, people don't remember that's what it was last year. 
I mean, even just last year, there was three, each team had significant portions leading the division. And it really wasn't until August when the guardians fully broke ahead and showed that they were the way better team, but that that's exactly right. I mean, these, these teams are all going to compete and it might be totally messy and sloppy sometimes. And the AL central is nowhere near the West and East divisions, like you said, in terms of overall talent, but there's some intrigue here and I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I, last year was, was rough for me as a White Sox fan, but I think, I think that, as you said, this division could totally flip flop for a large part of the season. And I, you know, the guardians are actually a bigger favorite in this division than the Cardinals are in the other, in the NL central, which I find weird. Cause I, I would take the Cardinals as a bigger favorite over the guardians in my opinion, but depends on who you ask. Yeah, I guess that's just some belief in the Brewers. Is the only way that you can look at that. Which, it is, yeah. You know, you know that their pitching is good, but yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I think this is one of those divisions where, uh, you know, most people aren't really keyed into it. Uh, but when yeah. you talk about divisional races, it's probably going to be one of the most competitive, and we'll be sure yeah. to be covering it. I will. I will be. I will be keyed into it. So if anybody's interested, you can. I'll, I'll be watching these three teams all season, so you can find my content on Just Baseball for sure. And and you can find him coming on here for who's better as we break down these two teams yeah. throughout the year potentially throughout the season. Yeah, uh, because definitely. it's a conversation that will continue to change. Make sure you check out all of our season previews. We almost have all thirty done. You can find that at JustBaseball.com. Uh, you know, tell everyone where we follow us on socials. That, that's your department. yeah. Just just BB Media, just BB underscore Media on Twitter. Uh, we're we're cranking out a lot of content. The WBC stuff was awesome, and we're gonna have highlights and articles and podcasts all year throughout the season. Um, and just baseball show as well on Instagram. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. You know, we're we're really humming right now. This this stuff is is going well, and social media is gonna be getting you the best content all season, whether it's fantasy or prospects or players, we've, we've got everything. So just baseball.com, just BB underscore media on Twitter. Um, yeah, for sure. It's going to be great, man. To, to go from the world baseball classic. Now we're a week away from the season. I amazing. It's amazing. Let, let's yeah. just get, let's just get after it. So uh, make sure yeah, you, awesome. you check us out for all of our who's better episodes coming up here. And again, sure. all the content at just baseball.com.